This is Nancy. And this is Dana. And you're listening to the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Welcome to episode 10 of the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Number 10. Crazy that we've been doing it this long. Um, feels like forever. Feels like at least 10 weeks. <laughs> so this past Monday was the first day of fall. And I don't know about you, but it is one of my favorite seasons. Fall and spring are equally tied with the uh, moderate temps. I'm probably a big fan of those, too. We got cheated this spring, though, if you remember, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. So, fall, I like being able to wear sweaters and jeans and flannels and boots. And I also love seeing the leaves change colors. And I don't know if I'm a fan of, but it's huge. It's at everywhere. This, at this time of season. If you know you what don't it is. Know. We're talking about pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. So, Dane, what exactly is pumpkin spice? I actually had to look it up. Pumpkin spice is also pumpkin pie spice, which is why everything kind of tastes like pumpkin pie. Most people are familiar with pumpkin pie. It's a uh, it's a blend of spices. You got probably cinnamon in there, uh, probably nutmeg. If you're being really stringent, you got some cloves in there, maybe some allspice, and maybe a little bit of ginger. But I think cinnamon. And nutmeg are widely regarded as kind of if you put if you put those in there, it tastes like pie. Um, and then they put it in everything. Yes, and I feel like people are greatly divided. Like I feel like you either love pumpkin spice or you hate it. Are Where people you... pro con the spice flavor or pro con people that like the spice flavor? I don't know. Like trend people that because are, it's so yeah it's so trendy quote, basic or right. trendy yeah yeah if if you like it then i don't like you and then you know it doesn't matter if it tastes good or not yeah i, I think that's that's what i feel the divide the divide is. is yeah yeah people that are into trendy things and just can't wait for their psl well i feel like that's how it really got crazy was that seems to be the you know it's pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks time and, you know, people are going crazy. And that was like the start of it. And then it just spiraled and got out of control now. It's a little out of control. Look back 20 years to pumpkin spice and it'll be very, what is this, the 2000s, the teens? Hitting, hitting the 2020s? It'll, it'll be very part of this time, I think. Well, let's just think back to like the basic pumpkin pie. Are you a fan? I like just basic pumpkin pie. Yeah, you made it with the probably a can of Libby's and you put some spices in there and you probably put it in a previously frozen pie shell. With some whipped cream. Hopefully whipped cream. Uh, second choice would be ready whip. Third choice is cool whip. whip. <laughs> Fourth choice, I guess, is off-brand, store-brand cool whip. And I can only do it in like small slices. Like there are so many other pies at Thanksgiving that it's not my favorite, but I do like a piece of pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. It's great for Thanksgiving because you don't actually have to chew it. There's enough chewing with the turkey that, you know, just the the soft, easy to chew baby food texture of pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin spice. <laughs> pumpkin pie You're is ruining great. ruining it for me. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So is pumpkin spice in everything 
just the spice, or does it taste like pumpkin, too? I, th I think there's a little divide on that. Well, I know just off the top of my head, I am one of those people who do like those artificial coffee creamers in my morning coffee. That's fair. And I do like pumpkin spice coffee creamer. I feel like it does have a hint of pumpkin. Okay. Um, but off the top of my head, that's the only, like, food product I could think of besides actual pumpkin pie that I'm like, yeah, I do like pumpkin spice. Because I don't even think I've ever had a pumpkin spice latte. I know I haven't. <laughs> and it, it's not actually something that I'm, like, dying to try. But I'm, I kind of feel like we have to. Now. I know. If, if we're if we're on the pulse of civilization, then we have to have a, a PSL. That's the pumpkin spice latte for all of you that like to abbreviate. So we'll see. However, I did find this list from AOL.com out of all places. What is which the list? Is crazy. Like AOL.com is still a thing. I think that's the crazy part. Oh, that's that's the surprising part of all this. Yeah. That AOL is still putting lists out. All right. Yes. All right, so what, what is the list? So, AOL put out this list. Over 20 pumpkin spice-flavored foods you should try this fall. Okay, so okay? Is, this has nothing to do with popular. This is just new? No, I think it's possibly new items out new there. Because like out. we just said, they're, like, they're just taking the pumpkin pie flavor okay. and putting it in everything. Oh, sick. Okay, so this is give it a try. There's more stuff coming out. List. Right. Okay, I believe so. So, number one, Kit Kat pumpkin pie. Like, this is just totally ruining... Kit Kats for me. Is it orange? I. It is orange. Like pump, uh, Kit Kats. Kit Kats are like one of my favorite chocolate candies. And crispy wafers and pumpkin pie flavored cream. I'm out. Yeah, me too. Especially when they took something perfectly good. Yes, it seems like they're ruining like my my candy. All right, what else we got? Choco pumpkin spice flavored yogurt covered pretzels i guess maybe i don't know where we're gonna find those the that, AOL, aol seems to be finding some really uh small market stuff here i don't know where we're gonna find chaku <laughs> that just sounds like a weird combo of flavors but i don't, I don't know. know a yogurt covered pretzel sweet is sweet good. and salty is always a good mix though so True, it's, but, it's uh, worth a try okay all right next blue diamond almonds pumpkin spice so, now we like blue diamond almonds. Our son loves the wasabi, wasabi soy. soy sauce almonds, and we've gotten the smokehouse barbecue smokehouse. We like the the blue diamond almonds. Okay, so I think this is just the spice. This is not also pumpkin flavored. This is one of those that is just the nutmeg and cinnamon. I I try that. Okay. It's probably a little salty too. Otherwise, you know. The nuts are typically doused in salt, too, which makes them really good. Pillsbury Grand's Limited Edition Pumpkin Spice Rolls. Now, what? see, these look like... I, I think I'd try these. So this is like a cinnamon roll. It's also... Looking at the thing, it's, it's also sponsored by Cinnabon. Spon yeah, it's a... It's a sponsored. Whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> it's a collaboration with Cinnabon, uh, a pumpkin spice flavored roll. Okay. I would I would totally do Cause that. Because it's already a pastry. Yes. Okay, fine. That, that seems to go, right? Yeah. Ugh. Pop secret pumpkin spice microwavable popcorn. I, I can't. Mm, 
No, I'm out. I, w I wonder if it's sweet, though. Maybe it's kind of like kettle corn. I might try it just to see if it's sweet. Again, limited edition. Salt, again, you get you get the salty sweet, and that's why kettle corn is so great. I guess. If it's like kettle corn plus, it's, I don't know. What else? What else we got? The Sp Starbucks pumpkin spice latte in the bottles that you can find at the grocery store. Okay. I guess if you're a fan of pumpkin spice lattes, you can, you know, want to purchase some of your own to keep at home or drink on the go. This would be That would be iced, obviously. You. Yes, it looks like. Are the more popular ones for fall probably warm, you think? I don't know the stats I think on PSLs. they probably make both. I'm pretty sure you could do it either, iced or hot. Well, yeah, I'm sure they'll make whatever you want, yes, but I'm, but I'm, I'm guessing that it, the warmer, warmer yes, ones are probably I more agree. popular. Betty's Crocker Pumpkin Spice Cookie Mix. Just doesn't seem that special. I feel like I would just make my own homemade pumpkin cookies. Yeah. Rather than buy a mix, but I think that would be okay. Again, because it's a sweet, like it's a dessert. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Okay, that's acceptable. Uh, Nusa pumpkin yogurt. That looks like one of those fancy yogurts, like the little looks like a little tub of cream cheese. Yes, Nusa has, from what I've heard, are delicious. The Nusa yogurts. Okay, um, I would try. Okay, possibly. I'm not a huge yogurt fan to begin with, so I'd probably take a bite. You got anything else? Uh, Kellogg's Frosted Mini Wheats Pumpkin Spice. Again, not a fan of this cereal, so pumpkin spicing it up probably wouldn't help it. It's probably okay. Uh, it doesn't seem just super special. There's getting a seasonal product in there. Williams Sonoma Hot Chocolate Pumpkin Spice. Chocolate and pumpkin seem like they'd go. No? I think so. That sounds ni nice and in a mug. Pumpkin spice jello? Uh, skip. <laughs> Is that it's jello pudding. Jello? It's instant pudding oh, it's and pudding? pie filling. I was gonna oh, ask. Okay, yeah. The box says jello, but pumpkin spice jello pudding. Okay. Um Now I feel like you're getting closer to like pumpkin pie. Right. Like if I was filling. gonna make a That's your baby food. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Pumpkin Spice Cheerios. So this is not new. So this list isn't new because Pumpkin Spice Cheerios, it's not new products. Pumpkin Spice Cheerios have been out. Oh. But again... Seems like you're training your kids for, for a lifetime of Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> because who else eats Cheerios? I don't know. I don't know. Mostly kids. Uh, Pepperidge Farm Pumpkin Spice Milanos. Alright. I mean, it's sweet, I guess. You're halfway to a pastry. Quaker... Pumpkin spice instant oatmeal. How long is this list, by the way? Um, Only another more. thirty-five it more things. It says over twenty. Okay. Pumpkin spice flavored. I, th foods. I feel like we're getting there. Quaker pumpkin spice oatmeal. I guess the packets. Yeah, the instant. Um, Again, that kind of goes. You know, I don't really like oatmeal either. So <laughs> all these things are really not enticing me. <laughs> all right, carry on. <laughs> Cats. Gluten-free pumpkin pie spice glazed donuts. Is that a mix or the actual donut? It's hard to tell from this box. I think based on the... Actually, I can't tell. We might have to get back to you on that one. It, it looks like the donuts are in the box. I don't know if I'd go gluten-free. If I'm going to do a pumpkin pie donut, 
I think I'd like a regular donut since I, I don't need to eat gluten-free. Obviously, for people who do need gluten-free foods, you know, and you want pumpkin spice donut, this could be great for you. Uh, but if I'm going to eat it, I feel like I want the real the real deal. I don't care about the gluten-free. I care about eating a donut out of a box, so skip. <laughs> we can't tell from this picture Fine, even if, it's, if it's a mix if it's a mix if it's a mix then i'm not making my own donuts if it's okay. in a box i'm not eating the donut out of the box take me take me to okay, the orchard we talked about fine. this last week <laughs> kind nuts and spices caramel almond pumpkin spice that sounds bar that's, that sounds fairly good yeah actually it does again that kind of is like with the the almonds but this seems to have more like look at that there's like a almost like an a drizzle Oh, uh, the the pumpkin, so the orange like, pumpkin's probably yeah. the drizzle. Oh, okay. That, I'm I'm down with that. Uh, pumpkin butter. Pumpkin butter, butter. Go back. Okay, I went too far. Harry and David pumpkin butter. Huh. Kind of looks like jelly. Pumpkin jelly. Yeah, mm. but it's pumpkin butter, like apple butter. That might be good on a biscuit, like they have there. Okay, I'd consider that. Pop-Tarts Frosted Pumpkin Pie. We don't eat Pop-Tarts, nor do we let our kids eat Pop-Tarts. So, by that logic, we're out. We would not eat a pumpkin pie, Pop-Tart. <laughs> Birch Fenders Pumpkin Spice Pancake and Waffle Mix. Okay, we're never going to find this, but if we did, <laughs> um, fresh, fresh pancakes with pumpkin flavor? I feel like I've made pumpkin pancakes. Maybe many years ago, but... It's sounding like something I've actually made before. Okay, what else? Uh, Tazo Chai Pumpkin Spice Tea. That's that's that kind of fits. Yeah, that really I I could go for that. Everything but the pumpkin pumpkin spice bread mix from Cherry Vale Farms. Okay, if we could ever find that, um, you got to make your own bread. Exactly. I feel like we make. Pumpkin chocolate chip muffins. I don't know if I've made pumpkin bread just because we prefer muffins. Um, but I think I just make my own. They're, they're easy enough to make. Agreed. That I don't think I need to buy a, Next. a, a, a mix. Uh, Pillsbury Perfectly Pumpkin Cake Mix. Again, Again we might as yeah, well make our own. We've made cake, pumpkin cakes with cream cheese icing. Tasty, but we don't need a mix for that. Uh, another Bigelow Pumpkin Spice Black Tea. Again, that fits and would probably another tea. We yeah, okay. would try that. Halo top pumpkin pie. Hmm. I like Halo top, I guess. If you're going for low low cal? Right. Halo top's always a good pick if you're going for low cal. It's actually pretty tasty, but And if you want something seasonal, I mean pumpkin pie ice cream goes again, it's a sweet, so I feel like a dessert it fits yeah so, so i think possibly. so far we've agreed that desserts i.e pastries cookies and sweet things kind of fit and so do all kinds of hot things in a mug yeah but premier protein pumpkin spice drink <laughs> I, I, that, I don't get that <laughs> stick with the vanilla and the chocolate <laughs> or just i don't know don't don't eat the drink the uh Oh, the picture comes in a 12-pack, too. That's Protein a, that's shake. A, that's a pumpkin commitment right there. Okay. And we're going to just 
I don't know if it ends there or what. Let's just say it ends there. Yeah. Enough of that. So, uh, that, like we've mentioned, pumpkin pie flavoring and spice has just exploded on the food market. And I have to say, even in candles as well. Like, if you go to Bath and Body Works or any so, candle maker, yes, they have the seasonal scents. Um, and the hand soaps. I don't know. It's kind of sweet. And I think I'm not a fan of the, the sweet scents in candles and hand soaps. Um, like the desserty ones. I like fruit. Yeah. Fruity, mm -hmm. citrusy type scents. So. I guess enjoy it while it's here. It's not going to last forever. Exactly. Everything is, all of this stuff we mentioned is all limited edition. It's available, you know, now through probably November, so. Limited, seasonal. If you like it, get it. If you don't, it's not going to be around that long. Right. So, all right, that's, that's our take on pumpkin spice. And hopefully, maybe by uh, our next week's podcast, we'll, we'll try a PSL. <laughs> I guess so. We'll, we'll, we'll share one. We'll see what all the hype is about. Low commitment. We'll share. All right. Stay tuned. We have more coming up. All right, welcome back. In segment two, we are still talking about pumpkins. Different pumpkins. <laughs> yes. Uh, chopped up pumpkins. So as we reported to you last week, the week before. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. The historic Hudson Valley Great Jack-O-Lantern Blaze is on. It started last weekend. Um, if you haven't already gotten tickets, maybe uh, you might want to check that out now if you're intending on going because the prime times do sell out pretty quick um so Nance, yeah, give us some details on what do they actually have there so the great jack-o-lantern blaze is i think at least country famous i've seen it written up in my rachel ray magazine so it is well known hmm. uh throughout the country uh it's more than seven thousand jack-o-lanterns are hand carved by artists using um different tools and techniques and they create different i don't know what you call them what would you the sculptures pumpkin sculptures yeah. where you know the the tappan Zee bridge and the statue of liberty and so they make these structures at building them out of these pumpkins more than 1000 volunteers help scoop out the pumpkins do some of the carving, light them each night. Um, and we've gone a couple times now. I think we went maybe 12 years ago and say two years ago. Right. The first time we went, Abby was in a stroller. Now, even though you do reserve a time to go see the pumpkins so you need to when you buy your ticket you select a time slot like you know saturday at 6 30 and you have to show up and at that time and they let you in in little groups so that doesn't get crowded yeah they're they're fairly strict and you kind of want that uh because it's just a constant snake of people just kind of shuffling along at a fairly slow but not maddening pace right so it is a kind of one-way follow the path, follow the crowd, the line through the uh, 
exhibits, but it is crowded. Like, it's not stroller friendly. I just remember bringing the stroller, and do they allow strollers now? I feel like there was stroller parking the last time. There might have been stroller parking. But when we went the first time, we had taken the stroller, and it was just like trying to maneuver the stroller through the crowds was just crazy. Yeah, plus there's sections of rocks and, uh, you know, tree stumps you have to go around. There's a fair amount of obstacles. Yeah. It's because it's not a straight line. It's like, you know, uh, going through Stu Leonard's. Yes, that's what I was thinking myself. It is. Um, And they do, from what I've seen, repeat some of the same sculptures. So the last time we were there was a couple years ago, like Dana said, maybe two years ago. Um, If you are members of the historic Hudson Valley, your tickets are free with your membership. Um, otherwise they are $23 for an adult or $17 for kids ages three to 17. And we had gone. And I think in what I've seen or heard for this upcoming one, the Statue of Liberty is still there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the tunnel, you know, the The lighted tunnel, yeah, the lighted tunnel is there. It's not something I feel like you have to go to every year. But I feel like... It changes a bit. It Yes, there are things that definitely change. And I feel like if you live in the area, it's something that you should do at least once in your time here in Westchester County. Definitely a bucket list item. Definitely. Of, do it at least once. Right. Um, yeah, maybe not every year. Uh, but it's not just pumpkins. There's no candle and pumpkin. I don't think... I think it's all used electronic uh, lighting. It's all programmed. There's lights and sounds. No, uh, I think they are. Actual... I think some of them are actually lit because some of the volunteers are needed to, huh. to light them. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, here's here's something I'm pretty sure. And I, I think that some of the pumpkins I think we agreed were fake pumpkins. Not not uh, plastic or anything. I think they're specially molded foam. Am I making this up? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look this up. <laughs> I'm really not sure. I don't know if they recarved the Statue of Liberty every time they need to, need to put it back out. You're it, saying throughout the... The season yeah. of the Jack Lantern Blaze. Right, right, right. I don't think they're all pumpkins. They they would rot through by the end of the month. You could see some of them though S- starting them to could. rot. Like, okay. I I really think the majority of them are. I'm starting a controversy here. Maybe, maybe I should <laughs> check my facts. <laughs> Fake news. Don't 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 start. Some of them look like foam. I don't okay, know if they are foam. I have not confirmed that. <laughs> All right. I have not checked my sources. And that was a couple of years ago. That was a couple when years ago. When we were last there. So Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yes. If you're looking for a seasonal fall activity, and especially with younger kids who will really, you know, enjoy and get together. It's pretty together, spectacular. It is. The, there was one, was it the carousel that was actually moving? Yeah. There was some, uh, some of them had music playing. So it is. It, it, it's a fun, a fun... Uh, and it's not there year-round. I mean, they have to start, I don't know, I guess the beginning of September to really construct all of the frameworks. You know? And I'm sure it's thought out, like, at the end of last year. Yeah, they're I'm probably sure starting they're, it up right. in November for next year. Yes, they were probably planning and thinking about what they were going to do. So this takes place on the Van Cortland Manor property in Croton-on-Hudson. It's right next to the ShopRite... Shopping Plaza right there. Um, And like we said, definitely worth checking that out. Something new this year that I just saw advertised on Facebook is uh, some competition 
for the jack-o'-lantern blaze and it's called night of 1000 jack-o'-lanterns so allegedly this event has taken place in new york city on governor's island and throughout the area i think new jersey possibly long island um and it it's similar so they have over 1000 jack-o'-lanterns hand carved painted however this year they're moving into westchester Mm. so where are they going it's going to be at the uh grange fairgrounds in yorktown okay so i don't know if this is something we should check out just to see to compare uh i kind of feel bad though i mean we are we have been fans and supported the store cuts and valley um however it you know checking out something new all right well is to be determined possibly yes so like i said they have over 1000 jack-o'-lanterns that they're carving uh they also have music in their exhibits uh and they also have some live carving demonstrations if you want to see some of the jack-o'-lanterns being carved Mm. Okay. So those tickets are $20 for adults, $18 for kids, and they actually have limited discounted tickets available online if you check out their website um, for select dates and times. So when I looked, you know, the $20 adult ticket certain times was like $13. So. All right. Well, maybe we'll to, check it out. Something to think about. Right. So there is your jack-o'-lantern info i think that's our our last segment on pumpkin for a while i think that i think that covers it all we're good we're good with pumpkins stay tuned we have our quick hits coming up okay so we are wrapping things up with our weekly quick hits so dane why don't you start us off Okay, from the land of the random, and uh, I don't know where I come up with this besides just looking for local events, the Westchester County Center is hosting the Westchester Tattoo Convention, a.k.a. the Westchester Tattoo Con, coming up this weekend, the 27th through the 29th. Um, They are promising all kinds of artists doing tattoos and piercings and other related uh, tattoo <laughs> related events. So, if you're into that kind of thing, I'm I'm not anti-tattoo and I'm not anti-piercing. I just I guess I never got around to it. I know. What do I'm you like, think? You don't have a tattoo. Just I mean, saying, would you get a tattoo? I I'm I'm again not anti-tattoo. I just I'm not committed to one particular thing. You know, I'm, I'm not getting the Tasmanian devil on my lower back or my ankle. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Have you have you? Seen anything weird recently yourself? <laughs> yes, actually I have. We were at the Peaksicle Coffee House over the summer and I saw a guy with a tattooed portrait of Ruth Bader Ginsburg on his uh bicep. Was that the only thing on there or was it oh, part, no, he was... part of a suite of, of Oh weirdness? no, that was the that was like the big one standing out, but he had like he was had a bunch of tattoos but that that one kind of stuck out was it well drawn at least oh yeah it totally looked like her i i recognized her like from his arm it was it was done well actually but it was kind of random like i don't know i guess somebody trying out their hand at some portrait art i guess i don't know i do have a tattoo on my left hip 
area that I don't even like remember it's there quite honestly I did it in college you know it, it's a rose I don't know why I got that I I would totally be up for getting a tattoo I kind of want another one but I just am not ready to commit to something I hear that but so, I have to think about that but no I will not be going we won't be going to the uh Westchester tattoo con but anybody else interested, you know, go check it out at the White Plains County Center. Now you know. Westchester, Westchester County Center, sorry. Uh, this weekend. So we thought we'd do a kind of entertainment update. Uh, give you some ideas on what we've been watching and reading lately. Some new things and some old things, apparently. Yeah, so uh, why don't you start us off? So we saw the original Jurassic Park, i.e. 1993 Jurassic Park, on DVD which is the uh, the only way to see it these days. You don't want to see it in too high resolution. Um, I don't think I have seen it since it, I saw it in the theater, honestly. I can't remember when I saw that, if I ever did, quite honestly. I mean, we've all seen the classic scenes from it, but I, I think that I put that together, seeing it in clips over the years, that I had seen it more recently. I don't think I have. Well, let me just preface that. Uh, we get most of our DVDs, we borrow them from the library. It's just, you know, they're free and they're very low commitment if we don't end up watching it it's not a big deal not a big deal we plus we love that you know discs that are all scratched up sometimes <laughs> this this was one of those it has it had seen some 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 good use but i like watching dvds because the special features are you know you don't get to see that when you see the movie on like tv no true but um but the reason why i digress that i got jurassic park for us to watch is because connor is playing the jurassic park theme song on, the, on piano, the piano, John Williams. And the piano teacher was like, oh, you've seen Jurassic Park. And for I don't know why I was thinking, like... Of course he course, has. Right. And when he told her, like, no, I haven't. She's like, oh, you know, you should see it. And I'm like, bingo. Bingo. We should get it. Reserve at the library. Done. So we recently had a family movie night, and I might have fallen asleep. <laughs> it's still good. It's still, still relevant. I was fearing that the, uh, you know, the... 26 year old special effects would be just laughable but it holds up pretty well okay and it wasn't too scary for me for the kids no i don't think so like i said i fell asleep i i i think i fell asleep through through most of it no i think it was it was fairly family friendly as it was way back when too yes so uh let's see next this past weekend, uh, my daughter and I ended up ordering Chinese takeout and watching Tall Girl on Netflix. That's on her, uh, That was on her recommendation. Uh, so it was fun seeing, uh, you know, a, a teen movie with her that her and all her friends were uh, interested in watching. Um, that just came out? It's a new release to Netflix, I believe, yes. Okay. Uh, it stars Sabrina Carpenter, and I forget the name of the really tall girl who stars in the movie, but she is, like, 6'1". Um, and it's a, you know, love triangle-type story, a bit cringy in parts. I think, overall, we were both a little disappointed. Okay. But, um, you know, since she wanted to watch it, I'm I'm all for, like, spending some time with her. You were away all weekend, and Connor was, you know, at his friend's house. So it was it was fun. Well, that works out. And that ties into, you know, teen movies. 
I had thought, oh, like I should start, you know, getting out some of the old teen movies that I was watching back in high school, college to uh, share with our daughter. And a couple weeks ago, we saw 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles and a bunch of other people that went on to be more famous. Yes. After that. But again, like watching that movie, I remember seeing it when I was, I don't know, high school or college and uh, was just like, this is not as good as I remembered. So it didn't hold up? No, it did not. What was, what was the worst thing about it? I don't know. It was just not like... Not relevant, just not well acted, just not funny. Not a lot of things, I yeah, guess. Yeah, just, just not. Just, eh, overall. It was it was dated. It's 20, 20 years old, so it was definitely definitely a bit dated. So, just in movie theaters currently playing, uh, that might be of interest, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey? The movie. The, did we even finish the series? I don't think we <laughs> I did. I don't even think we did. We have a habit of not finishing a series. Yes, a very bad habit. Uh, so, I'm curious what the movie would be about, since how many seasons of the show... I believe the special event is that royalty is coming to town and staying at Downton Abbey. Oh, is that what the movie? That's it, that's I don't what even, I hear through the grapevine. I never even saw a like coming attraction of it. So, um, but that's currently playing. If you are a Downton Abbey fan, I'm sure you will already know about it and are going or have seen it already. Uh, and the other one is the Goldfinch. And I know I'd mentioned back in like summer reading uh, about this. Read the book before. You go see the movie, which is usually my uh, M.O. And, um, yeah, that's currently playing now. So I've heard good things about the book, and I do want to read it, so I won't be seeing the movie anytime soon. But that's playing. So that's new and old on DVD and in the theater. So speaking of reading, what have you been reading lately? Uh, So I've been reading the occasional book here and there but since i spent a lot more time in the car back and forth to the office about half an hour each way is an hour of opportunity to listen to books um i don't mind listening to fiction but i also like learning a few things um i've been listening to both so is it jimmy fallon's pick for the summer ask again yes yes uh, I listened to that. I thought that was really good. And you're currently reading the book. I am currently. That is my current read. I am about halfway through. Uh, and yes, I planned that so Dana and I would both read the same book. Just in different formats. Yeah. I am reading something. an actual physical book, Beartown, which is highly recommended by you. Yes, I love that book. Again, if you have not read that, Beartown by Frederick Bachman. Uh, I highly, highly recommend that book and the sequel. Us against them. That's an actual sequel, not just a. No, it's a sequel to Beartown. Beartown. Okay. Well, now I have something else to read. You read them both? I read them both and love them both. Okay. Well, now I can read them both. So, what were the uh, nonfiction books you've been listening to? Uh, so, you know, things that keep me on track. So, The Power of Habit, which is something I probably should remember a little bit more about because you got it for me from the library, which looked really good. And then I realized about 10 minutes in, I was like, this sounds very, very familiar. And I'd already listened to it once, but there's still way, I don't know, two, three years ago. Okay. So it was a while ago, long enough that I forgot. And 
yeah, I, I picked up some some new things and reminded me of some old things. Uh, you know, how to build and keep good habits and, you know, the ways to lose some bad habits. Um, I don't have any terrible habits, but you can't, can't help but, you know, try to put yourself in a slightly better position. So, Power of Habit. Check that out. Um, it's probably a 10-plus-year-old book, but it still resonates. Still and you were also listening to Freakonomics? Freakonomics, that's, that one's a little older, I think. I think that's maybe 2004, 2005. Uh, Freakonomics was a, was a rather popular book at the time. And it's just a interesting and, I guess, fun, depending on who you are. I consider <laughs> it fun. Uh, just way of looking at data and, you know, how to, how to pick apart, you know, what, what, you know, some actions might result in other actions, you know, in, in an economic scale. So give us one example of something you gained from listening to that. Oh, gosh. Um, so... I know there's a whole thing with names. I mean, that was the only part I had listened to when we were on our trip. The trending of popular names. Now, not to get uh, political at all, and this this is a politically charged topic, but... Uh, what they what they did was break out the data going back to why they believe crime fell in the uh, in the nineties, which for when the book was written was was you know only several several years prior, um, and all of the prime age criminals, people between say the age, ages of eighteen and twenty three, um, there were just less of them because of uh, Roe v. Wade you know, an appropriate amount of years before that. So what they were suggesting was is that people that would have been born into a uh, a family or lack thereof that would have, you know, encouraged a criminal aspect, those people just didn't exist. So crime fell just because there was less criminals. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I find it interesting. Yes, he is like the history, data, facts, kind of geek i dare say so you may say so <laughs> so i my last read was beautiful runes and can you check the author on that yeah i'll check um, that out but anyway i had to read that because my uh book club that was the book club pick of the month um and i it was actually on my to read list so i'm glad i did read it however I discovered at book club that I was the only one who didn't actually enjoy the book. That's Jess Walter, by the way. Okay, so Beautiful Runes Sorry, by Jess Walter. Jess Walter. No, everybody else, yeah. everybody else enjoyed it. So, you know, it was kind of historical, uh, you know, fictional, but kind of, kind of based on, you know, true things. Um, just wasn't my thing you know everyone's like why why didn't you like it and I'm like I the topic just didn't interest me Hollywood back in the you know time of um is it Richard Burton and so classic Hollywood late 50s early 60s yes like the movie Cleopatra 1960 61 I think so it it just wasn't wasn't you know anything that really interested me and I just found it kind of slow and it took me forever to read that book. 
but I was like, gosh, I have to, I have to finish this for book club. Um, so again, if that's your thing, I, I'm not going to not recommend it because like I said, I was the, you know, minority in, uh, of opinion about the book. And as Dana mentioned earlier, I am reading Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keene. Um, so we can hopefully, you know, talk about that. Having uh, read a, the same book, which I think will be fun. Yeah, I already finished it. You need exactly. to catch up. That never <laughs> exactly. happens. Exactly. <laughs> so we are wrapping things up with our quick hits. That, that covers us for this week. Um, stay tuned. More, uh, more great features for you coming, coming out to you next week. Yes. So if you have any recommendations or things for us to check out, please email us at nyfoodiefamilypodcast at gmail.com. Check out our show notes on the blog, nyfoodiefamily.com. And we'll be back next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.